0: Welcome to the Move Forward podcast with Dr. Kim Moss. We're absolutely passionate and committed to equipping believers to move forward in their life with Jesus, their careers, and their family. Each episode is designed specifically with you in mind to help you overcome the obstacles you're facing and truly move forward. We know you'll love this episode. Here's your host, Kim Moss. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Move Forward podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kim Moss, and I am so excited that you are with me today because I have some very special guests with me. I have Justin and Amanda Allen who are with me today, and they are not only friends of mine, but they are my spiritual son and daughter, and their children are my like my spiritual grandchildren, and so I'm so excited. But Before we get started and talk about the things we want to talk about today, which I believe are really prophetic and very important for this moment, I want to actually read for you their professional bios, because I should, and because that helps you get to know them just a little bit more. So Justin is the president and founder of Perpetual Springs Ministry. He's a husband, father, and lover of the Godhead. Uh, He ministers with a heavy prophetic edge through teaching, training, and equipping the body of Christ to hear the voice of God. I know Justin as a prophet. All right, Amanda. Amanda is a senior BSA. I had to ask what that was. (laughs) So did I. security. Agent. Bank Secrecy Act. Yes. Oh, so that, nobody knows about yes, it. I just, <laughs> no, she's a secret agent. That's what she she's really is. <laughs> the Bank Secrecy Act. So she's a senior BSA analyst for a national bank. She has worked in the banking industry for over five years. She has... A heart for the nation, specifically geared towards women and children. Amanda has ministered in multiple nations with a strong grace for inner healing. She currently resides in East Tennessee with her husband of 11 years. That would be Justin, the prophet. <laughs> and ha- they have three children, Aaliyah, Hope, and Kana. I hope I said your children's names right. Absolutely perfect. All right. And so, um, but I know them very well because I met them both on separate trips to Brazil. And uh, Justin, I ministered with Justin several times in Brazil. We have trained and equipped for prophecy together. We have prophesied over cities and nations and churches and people and leaders together. It's been great fun. Amanda has ministered with me in a stadium event of 23,000 women in Brazil. We had great fun. She hears very clearly from the Lord, and she has a wonderful gift of discernment, but what you're going to love about her the most is she has a heart of gold, so you know Justin is a little more heartless, but (laughs) I'm teasing, but you know prophets are usually a little bit like that, so what I wanted to talk about today, the reason that I asked Justin and Amanda to join with me is because I know that they have gone recently through some major changes in their life. What's important about that for you to understand today is that um, prophets usually go first. So oftentimes what will happen is that it's not always what the prophet is saying, it's what's going on in their life that will be a sign about what is coming or what is happening. So it can be both a foretelling a sign of what's coming in the future, or it can be a foretelling, a a, a visible sign of what's actually happening in the spirit right now. And so if you will pay attention uh, to what's going on in the lives of those who are called prophets, oftentimes we get to see even more than just what they are declaring and announcing. And so I wanted to talk about what the major transition is going on in Justin's life because I am about to go through a major transition as well. And I'm a little bit known to be prophetic too. So, um, and this all goes along with what we're feeling actually in the atmosphere right now. You know, there's all kinds of different time in scripture that God talks about. There's chronos time, which is like the calendar days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, day after day, night after night, year after year. This is chronos time. There's prophetic time in which um, God is beginning to do prophetic things, and we're supposed to know the implications for our present, so that we can move into that preferred future there's all kinds of different kinds of time. But one of the most important kind of times that we have to be really aware of as, as the body of Christ is the Kairos time because Kairos time is a window of opportunity. That means that there is a moment when the window opens and then there's a moment when the window closes. So with every kind of time that there is in scripture, there's always a right action the right time ecclesiastes says to us that um, there's a time for every season on the earth what's important about that is that god is the one who ordains and orders the times and the seasons that happen in our lives and with that there's a right action that matches for every time so that's why the the kohelet the preacher in ecclesiastes will say you know well it's a time for collecting stones, or it's a time for throwing away stones, or it's a time for weeping, or it's a time for joy. See, there's a right action for every kind of time. In a Kairos moment, the right action is to seize the day, seize the moment. You don't want to wait. Sometimes, and very often, and I bet we're going to find this out, I haven't talked to Justin and, and Amanda yet about their major change, but Oftentimes what happens is that we don't have all the information that we would like to have to make the change. Sometimes we just have to walk by faith yep. and not by sight. So with that, I wanna say that one of the things that I'm feeling in the last several days is that we have entered into a, tra- a major transition. Uh, I f- am feeling, um, and I didn't tell you this, Justin, but you know, I was a labor and delivery nurse. You guys know that before I ever was a minister. Yep. And in the birthing process that a woman goes through, uh, there's, there's all, there's many different stages, but The the second to the last stage is called transition and it's called transition because the pains come fast and there's no time to rest and you have to be on it and you have to be with it and you have to be working with the pains so that the head gets positioned so when everything comes to a head, when the head begins to crown, then it's time to push and give birth to new life. But that transition period can be really hard. It doesn't last very long. It's like a Kairos moment. It's the shortest part of labor, but it's the hardest part of labor. And I feel like we've entered into that kind of time where the pressure is coming from all sides. So many people that I talk to, they feel so busy like they can't take a breath and yet COVID has wiped everything out. Oh. And yet we're still like you know stressed and fearful and pressured on every side. And so I want to talk a little bit about transition tonight and I want to talk about it with you guys regarding the change that's gone in your life. So will you relate it to all that? So I'm going to give you time now.
1: Yeah. You, you want to go first? No, you go first.
2: So um, <laughs> transition is the word of the hour, right? It's, it's not a season. It's an hour. If, it, if it's an hour, it's more like a, a few minutes, you know, I feel like in the, in the, the scheme of things uh, and what you said was so important that, that, you know, the the old adage goes, slow obedience is no obedience, that when the Lord asks you to do a thing, you need to do it in that moment, that you need to do it right then. And, uh, the Lord has been very persistent and, and very intentional about us being obedient in that moment. And we've walked with the Lord for a while. We'll be married in September 12 years. Um, so we've walked together in this faith journey for a long time now. And, uh, one of the things that we we started our marriage in and have sustained it in is that we move by faith and we move by a word from the Lord. And if we don't have that, we don't have anything. Now I can say that in that nearly 12 years, it's rarely ever made sense. But one thing that we've conditioned ourselves to do is to obey the, the voice of the Lord in that moment. Um so, so that being said, it's like as you start, there's not a lot that you're working with, you know, you're working with nothing, but then as you begin to steward faithfully the gift call, and anointing on your life, the, mm-hmm. the resources he's entrusted you with. Uh, by default, uh, when you're connected to the King of Kings and Lord of Lord, blessing is attached to your life. And then it's oftentimes like you have to put an Isaac on the altar. And it's like everything that he gave you, the promises, he actually says, hey, I, I need those back again. And uh, many times it's just a test of your heart, but the Lord wants us to have open hands. So, So for us, there's been this cycle, and it feels like three to five years for us where We'll be in a position where the Lord says, hey, I want you to ask for this. We didn't want to ask for it. we didn't. It wasn't even in our heart. He placed a desire in our heart, and he gave us a, a, an objective. Said, so I want you to ask for this. And we begin to, um, in obedience, do that. And somewhere in that process of intercession, working it out, um, your heart begins to grow, and there's affection that the Lord placed in your heart. Make the kingdom the number one concern. All these things will be added unto you. And then you actually fall in love with the, what the Lord's done. Um, and then at a certain point, he said, "You've outgrown this season, or you've outgrown this this measure, or this um, this season of your life was for a purpose, but you've fulfilled that purpose." And uh, the, That's so the good. The- I want to yeah. stop
0: you right there. Yeah. yeah. Because you said two things that I think are really important to expand on a little bit before we go yeah. on. Okay. Yeah. You said that um, you know. Uh, you start to start to form like a desire in your heart or something. And so I want to know, is that how the word of change begins with you? How do you, what is you, how do you know that 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 is beginning with you like what is your clue about that and then you said uh, three to five years and then you begin this process so how do you know when you really are coming to an end of a season so how are you how do you know when you're coming to the end of the season and what is what does it feel like when you start to know that god is about to make a big change how do you know that you're supposed to be pressing in to listen for that
2: it feels like irritation it feels like frustration And it feels like what's wrong. It doesn't feel good. So a lot of times people will take that and they'll say it's, it's warfare or it's demonic. But the reality is when you accomplish objectives. So like everything starts with a word from the Lord for us. If we don't have a word, we don't have anything. And I really think that's for everybody. Maybe it's because I'm prophetic and that's the way like, if I don't have a word, I don't care about it, but he'll place the desire there. And then once you've accomplished the word, you know, your, your last orders are your standing orders until you get new orders but you'll feel that frustration and you'll feel that feel that irritation um as you're like you know like tying up loose ends and doing it and you feel it in the spirit but oftentimes the new thing has not yet presented itself so you're doing your due diligence to serve that and uh, uh that's that's super important to to recognize that oftentimes transition and change is very uncomfortable almost exclusively it's very uncomfortable yeah. and it is costly um and 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 the lord has to speak a new thing but you know dr uh, Mark around who we both know and love um he, he talks about liminal space or the in-between space you know like of like okay i'm not there yet but i know i'm i'm not in the i'm not staying where i'm at and i'm also not there and i hate that prophets hate that space um so that's different what was the second question one more time what, what the, question
1: the yeah the desire gets placed in our heart like yeah. how
2: do we know that that's a new desire yeah um it it's it's really thank you it's so good that she's here i got I had you know one of the rabbits started running around started chasing it um but the the desire begins to i had i am actually in the middle of this right now, so talking about transition i'm uh, this turned thirty four this year and i'm'm I'm figuring out things about me I didn't know and you know in order to know God, you have to know yourself well and be very honest in your evaluation of yourself and I had to get Uh, to a place where I was comfortable with the fact that I was growing and maturing and developing, and that didn't equal a bad thing. So I had actually gotten to a season where the Lord gave me the desires of my heart, but then he expanded my heart and my desires shifted. And because I'm prophetic, lock in like a bulldog, uh, my word is my bond, my bond is my word, I was at an existential crisis because I thought for me to to grow equal, changing my mind and backing away from my word, when in reality, the Lord was expanding Himself. So, so, being able to recognize those moments and properly identify this is actually what's happening, and it's okay that we grow and develop with the Lord. And it's it's actually just cycles; they're unbroken circles. Is actually it's revolutions, uh, you know. So it's you know, behold, I do a new thing. Well, what is He doing? He's making all things new. So He's He's taking you and running you through the ringer again, and uh, that's kind of what it feels like. That's my articulation, I think. Maybe Amanda would have um, uh, a, a prettier articulation of that, but but uh, I'm I'm in this really just raw space right now, and it's God is so good, um, and the provision is so clear, and and it's 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 evidently wasn't. But I don't feel good. I feel very stretched. I had a, a friend who prophesied over me a few weeks ago, and it really. It moved me. I actually feel a little emotional right now. I'm going to try not to get emotional. But he said, Justin, he said, it's almost like you've been before the Lord and you've been saying, Lord, I feel so empty. I feel so empty. And he said, Justin, the Lord is expanding your capacity. So the fullness of yesterday is only a quarter tank today. So you actually are being positioned to receive more than you've ever done, but you've never navigated uh, these waters before. So that is a word that spoke life to my soul in this reason. But that being said, I'm in the process of getting filled up. So I don't know what this feels like. It's mm-hmm. like I've got a left shoe on a right foot and a right shoe on a left, but I'm figuring it out. And that's okay. God actually writes that into the plan.
0: Yeah. Amanda, what about you? Because I know, here's one thing I know for sure, is that when you are partnered with a prophet type person, usually they are always looking to the into the future and they... Oh. And as soon as they finish something here, like this almost didn't even happen. The path, It's like, you know, and I know that I can be like that and that can be hard on my husband and that can be hard on my kids, you know, and I know that you must have a different process. So when you start feeling like there's going to be a change, what does that feel like to you? And then what do you, how do you begin to navigate that? Like, do you ask for signs? Are you, what do you do with your emotions? How do you start preparing your children? What does that look like for you?
1: Yeah. So for me, transition is very emotional because I am, very relational at heart. And so I get tied to the people, Uh, not necessarily the places I'm at or anything. I get so tied to the people I'm around. And so God has honestly trained me to hold my relationships very loosely as much as I love them and care for them. I have to let him be my number one because I've, I love people so much that I could almost stay too long because I'm like, I don't want to leave. Um, and so for me, the, the transition begins when, so he comes, he's like, babe, I think something's happening. So I'm like, okay, I start to brace myself. Okay. Let's, let's, I'm also the planner. I'm the one that puts all the dots together and gets the plans. Like, okay, you have the vision. I'll make it happen. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, and so I'm like, okay, what's this really going to cost us? You know, I start weighing the cost and uh, I get to the point where I realize that it will cost way more. If we don't listen, it'll cost way more. If we don't um, move forward because I can tend to want to stay in one place and be comfortable, but God Mary attached me to this prophet and I never get to say very comfortable. Um, so I'm, not, I'm always a little on edge, uh, but finding ways to say, okay, this is going to be worth it. I have no idea what's coming. I have no idea honestly what to plan for. Definitely in the last ten years we've gotten very used. I at least have had to give up my plan B's and my plan C's and uh just we're just gonna throw it all away and Lord we're gonna do this one thing that you've asked us to do and we know that he's gonna just start putting the pieces together right <laughs> as we need it. It's never early, yeah. but it's always on time. That's good. Uh and so I you know, I just, we start asking the kids. Dreaming is a huge thing for us and our kids. Our kids will often have dreams about things before we tell them. And then it kind of opens the door to, okay, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. What do you think's is happening? Um, when we transitioned from Pennsylvania down to Tennessee back in 2018, our intern had a dream. So we didn't even have the dream. She brought the dream to us and was like, I think you guys are moving back to Tennessee and it was not, it's not good at yeah. first. <laughs> You're like, uh, it made me uh, irritated.
2: <laughs> it made me frustrated. It yeah. made me uncomfortable. Yeah. And mad also was another, yeah. we can add that to the list.
1: Right. And so, but the more I actually looked at it, thought about it, prayed, talked to Jesus, I was like, you know, I don't understand it, but it kind of makes sense. Like, I, I just see that there's something that we need to do back home uh, that that we can't do from here. We've, we've done what we can do from here, and now we need to take what we've learned, take what God has grown us in, yeah. and give it back yeah. to the people um, that, that we're around. And um, these last couple years have been, again, nothing short of clear, nothing, like, I love that we got into 2020 Clear Vision. I honestly think that all of these things have happened. Everything's been stripped away. It's like, oh, now we can really see. We have nothing else to do but see. So let's just just take stock of what's really, really happening. Probably things we didn't want to see. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But So, uh, So honestly, we're still putting the pieces together of what that is, but... Even August first was a huge transition for the two of us. We felt like August first was okay. This is our our rolling over point. Um, we and almost immediately, Justin had a what? What did you have the
2: mass a massive a mass, doors mass simulcast?
1: Doors open up to Pakistan, India, places we've never reached. Yeah. Before, been to even with our own physical bodies. This has all been yeah. virtual, and we've seen thousands saved yeah. in the midst of that. And that started literally 8:30 in the morning, August 1st. Yeah. It just kind of fell in our lap. God is connecting us to so many people in our region that just have a heart for the kingdom, yeah.
0: and they're business
1: people. That and and that's new for us. We're not. I work in the business world, but Justin's never We're really done business, so. Um, that's a new venture for us as a couple, but yeah. I honestly think dreams, I ask for signs. I ask for, uh, for some confirmation in the word I'll, I'll get digging just so I can have <laughs> something firm to stand on for sure in times of transition.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's a really good, that's a really good point. And I want to come back to that, but I have a couple of other questions that I want to ask you. So. So uh, there's two things, but I, I wrote them down so that you don't have to remember them and neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, so you said that uh, August 1st, you guys knew it was a transition. I knew that that was, uh, that was a sort of deadline and you guys stepped away from some things that you felt that you were supposed to make a move in and, um, and then things opened up. So, so I think that that happens a lot. I think that sometimes God, he withholds some information and it's almost like a test that you go through. And once you step in and you step in by faith, then he starts to make some moves, you know, afterwards. So I want to I hear you talk a little bit about that. And then the other thing is, um, how do you deal with, because it, whenever you go through major transitions, there's also always people around you who go, oh, that's not God. You guys shouldn't do that. So the naysayers. So how ha- how do you deal with opposition from people around you that you love and respect? And then and then ha- what what has been your experience that when you have have actually fulfilled the word and stepped into what God is doing, when God has opened up new doors afterwards? Yeah.
2: Well, you just rebuke them. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no. You 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 recognize. We don't ever wrestle with flesh and blood, ever, ever, ever. If, if a demonized person is not my enemy, then most definitely my brother or sister who does not fully understand where I happen to be is not my enemy. It's hard when there's deep relationship or connectivity or you know, blood, sweat, and tears in ministry together. It's more difficult, and it's a deeper kind of hurt. Um, to be misunderstood is probably one of those things that if you are a prophetic person and listening to this podcast, which I assume there are some, Uh, The fellowship of his sufferings is real. It's not an elective. We got to figure that out. Jesus came to his own and his own knew him not. In other words, God told him to do stuff. He obeyed, did everything he was asked to do with a a happy heart, and he was still rejected. So that is an option. And many of the prophets, that's the road that they actually had to walk. Um, So obedience does not equal smooth sailing. Obedience equals the blessing of God. They're two different things. So, because we have history behind us, almost now more behind us than you know, like we've been walking this way, uh, we've been walking with the Lord longer than we haven't been walking with the Lord. Uh, we have seen that it rarely, if ever, makes sense, but it, it always does. Time shows all things. Hindsight is twenty twenty. You know that should be the the, the banner <laughs> for the year. Uh, but there there's something about this as we look back and we see the testimonies from before that helps. But we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. And then also, too, when your season shifts, your circle shifts, and that's okay. If you're, if you're someone who loves really hard, like Amanda, it's not that I don't love hard. I think we just have different ways that we engage and interact. Our love languages are different, but we, I love deeply. Um, and, and it's oftentimes, too, with uh, prophetic people, like you mentioned earlier, it's not just that they have words, but they are the word. And then you take rejection even deeper um, on a soul level. And you have to learn how to to, to move in a place of tr- transparency, have counsel around you. You need to have godly counsel around you to check. I think i I'd called you and i called many other leaders multiple times. I'm like, do you see anything in me that is, is wrong? Because I think, too, there's even in many times there, there may be a grain of truth in some of the people that are that are, are viewing you even critically. I, I, I never take either an, an, uh, an accusation or someone even viewing something. I never take it lightly. I always say, Lord, search me and know my heart. I think the day that we disregard all of our detractors is a dangerous day. Um, the, the one who says that'll never be me, it's generally upon you. And I wanna keep mm-hmm. a, clean, a clean head and clean hands and a pure heart. So, so I actually you know try to keep counsel there. I have to pray a lot, you have to stay broken. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you get into this dogmatic, I'm right and you're wrong, that can be very detrimental to you. And you can have the word of the Lord and be obedient and have a bitter heart, and it'll just mm-hmm. you will compromise the blessing of God in your life. So. Uh, recognizing that, that God changes your seasons, he changes your circle, and that's okay. It doesn't mean they're wrong. It doesn't mean you're wrong. Sometimes God has to make you uncomfortable because if it was really good, you wouldn't leave and you wouldn't shift and you wouldn't transition. So actually the grace of God will make things not good so that you have the ability to leave. Nobody wants to talk about that. We always think we're super full of faith, and, but if it's real good, we get super comfortable, but the Holy Spirit's a comforter because he wants to make you uncomfortable, so you need him. Um, and that 's again that 's not clean or pretty, but it 's raw and it 's real and that 's that 's where it is so when people don 't understand that 's one thing sometimes there 's going to be warfare in there we We just wrestled with Jezebel um, for the it was like five or six times Jezebel manifested in the sense. More in the last, you know, three months than in the last eight years. And it had been a minute, but it was all coming back to us. And there's, there's different warfare that you do. When the Lord begins to transition you, this is another thing that we've learned greatly. Uh, you don't owe everyone an explanation. You owe the Lord obedience.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: sometimes the Lord wants you to shut your mouth um, so that you can learn how to actually just abide in him. And I've, we've learned by, you know, like just being silent and, and knowing that he's God. Uh, and trusting him quietly that's an option also that's hard for an external processor and a talker like myself
1: yeah and I think another one of the reasons why it's so painful for me in the transition is because I have learned over the years that when we transition to a new season we do get a new circle and so I think either subconsciously in my spirit I know that when I leave this is you know i'm i'm having to leave this group of people that have become my family because there's going to be a new season and a new and a new thing i have to do and it may mean leaving you know and and not coming back you know and uh there was another thing you said that um oh about staying silent yeah i definitely think I have tried to defend my actions before in previous transitions Mm -hmm. and it ends up just making it worse. Honestly, letting God be your justifier and and you staying silent because you know that you're doing what he's called you to do Mm -hmm. is honestly the best advice I can give you because there's no amount of logic or reason or rationale that is going to satisfy someone yeah uh, who can't see what god's doing in your life um or who doesn't understand because it's not their journey it's your journey mm-hmm. um and so it it's just less work for you because you don't have to reason why you just have to do it you just have to be obedient there there's not a reason most yeah. of the time that you can see mm-hmm. at least yeah um you see it on the backside yeah. um but yeah, I think just remaining quiet is probably one of the best things. And it hurts. It hurts to stay quiet. But if you've lived life well with the people that you're around, then eventually they're going to remember, you know what? They never did do yeah. things out of character or, you know, they're going to come back and realize that. It's good. Yeah. That, it's good. That That's really good
0: so before we before we move on to some uh some more prophetic type things um because i don't want to run out of time before we do that but i have <laughs> i have one more question because you mes- mentioned that you've been had to wrestle with jezebel and i really feel that there is we're like, we're just in a war with Jezebel right now as a nation, you know, and I know Michael Brown has written a book about it. I have mentioned it in the new book that I'm writing. Um, There there are many things that God's been speaking to me, but but, um, I want to know, like, can you speak to what does that look like when you start to wrestle a Jezebel, you know, and I, I know you wouldn't, we wouldn't want to uncover anyone in your life or anything yeah, but yeah. Just talk to me about what it's like to, to come up against that. How does that manifest against you? How, how would I, let's say like you're counseling me, how would I recognize if the warfare I'm experiencing is from a Jezebel? How do I recognize? That?
2: Absolutely. So first off, Jezebel is not relegated to male or female. That's the first thing that you need to address because any, any person who may or may not be out of line is oftentimes if they're female, they're, people call them a Jezebel. It's not correct. It's not accurate. And you're cursing a person that you shouldn't be cursing. Jezebel manifests primarily. Jezebel wants to shut the mouths of the prophets and stop them from talking. Uh, it will do that by any means necessary. Primarily, in my experience, it will try to silence you, remove you from the picture, and set the narrative. In other words, speak for you uh, so that you lack the ability to. Now, prophets are nothing if they can't prophesy. Like That is what we are designed. We are voices. We are mouthpieces. We are oracles. We are ambassadors. You know, You go down the list of all the things that we are, and that's where our you know, almost like if Samson, his, if his power was in his hair, you know, the prophets and the prophetesses, their power is in their voice. Yes, it's in their intimacy, in their union, but God has uniquely and distinctly anointed the mouths, the lips, the, the tongues of the prophets to release a breaker anointing out into the atmosphere. And Jezebel knows that if they can shut down the prophetic, then they're done for. So what happens is... Uh, a lot of times in in the attempt to control it 's also kind of like a religious spirit right Religion aims to control the kingdom, and the spirit of God uh, aims to liberate people um, so all of a sudden uh, it may not be overt in many cases it's it's it 's covert it 's beneath the surface, um, so we start to recognize. Um, that all of the sudden, um, there there's a new individual or new individuals in our circle, and they appear as if they're friendly, they appear as if they're all for you. And you quickly find out that to dear and close connected relationships, oftentimes covenant relationships, um, there will, there's almost like this seed of dissension that is planted or this Uh, this inception or this inference that oh did they really mean that and the shadow of doubt that's cast and then they aim to create space between you and people that are core in your life and then they intend to speak louder than you are able to speak um, and oftentimes for you and uh, oftentimes it goes on before you realize it and then quickly uh, for me um, this last particular time I started to hear people who would call me that were having issues with phraseology that they've never used before in language that was a common thread This person said the same series of words that I've never heard them say in my 10 year relationship with them. And then I would be on a call and say, Oh, and then I started to recognize as the Holy spirit would eliminate that particular individual had been in contact with all of them and a place where we had no conflict was there. So this is a very practical way that it can take place, but what it aims to do is discredit you and shut your voice. And the worst thing that you can do. And now we were talking about being silent, you know, and allowing God to be your justifier in, in transition, the answer for Jezebel is not to be silent. Um, I, I don't believe that that is the answer at all, and that's what that's what the Jezebel spirit wants is to control you and and shame you and guilt and condemnation. And actually, what will happen is that false narrative will be played so many times and so loudly that if you give it an inch, it will take a mile. In other words, if you agree, that's why. Well, when I have accusations come against me, I take it to the counsel of God, right? Uh, I would take it to other prophets and other leaders in my life and say, is this true about me? Because I don't want to be deceived. But if they say it's not, because I don't want to agree with it either. You know, I don't want to say, well, it be everyone's doormat. And when I have enough counsel, two or three witnesses say it's not actually the case, then I become militant against it. Um, and I won't allow it to place. I don't feel like I have to answer every Um, everything that comes against me. But when it is attempting to step into a place that the Lord has designated and uh, given me authority, I refuse to give that over to the enemy. Um, So I hope that's helpful a little bit. That's one of the ways that it manifests. Uh, But it'll come in swirls uh, and you'll start to realize really quickly, it's sneaky. It's not over at first, but once you've tussled with it a few times, you'll remember it's got that familiar stench <laughs> but it's not a person it's yeah. a spirit and yeah. and it, it that, that's the thing that you have to do and so if you're not careful too and you don't get healed from past Jezebel experiences you'll get around people who reminded you of the last person who was controlled by it and all of a sudden you have triggers and you start to treat someone who may just have similar personality to a previous mm-hmm. person like Jezebel it's not the case you have to exercise your discernment but yeah yeah that's
0: really
2: cool
1: Great.
0: That's so good. All right. So you said something that allows me to transition into this part because I want to talk about, I wanna talk about the transition that's happening in the spirit that's manifesting on the earth right now, because I think that there are gonna be, right? There's already mass movement and repositioning of people in our nation, and I'm sure in the nations. And so I wanted to talk to you about all of these things so that people could begin to understand how to navigate a transition, right? But you said something just a little while ago about that, um, that prophets are the word. You know, it's not just what we speak; it's it's how we live. And so, you are prophet, and so you are the word. Your what's going on with your family is a is a prophetic uh, illustration, or or you know, uh, yeah, illustration of what's going on. So, I want you to take that what you guys have been going through with this transition, and I want you to turn that into like prop. What is the prophetic word that's coming out of that? So, what are we to understand if we look at your life and the major transition that you're going through? How does that relate to what's going on in the spirit right now? How would we how would we interpret that word?
2: And that's a that's a weighty one, but I have a lot to say, luckily. Uh, so, for us, the primary uh, one of the primary functions and roles and mandates is that we manifest what the kingdom looks like and what heaven looks like within the context of family. And uh, I've had tremendous favor and even success. And I'm so grateful for that within the ministry space and within conferences and revival and and all of this stuff. I've been awarded uh, far more opportunities than I ever should have been. And the Lord allowed me to take a fast track in that regard. Um, However, I believe that there, there is a fullness Mm -hmm. Of the the glory and the presence of God that's yet to be seen in a very practical capacity, for all we're getting, we need to get wisdom and understanding on how to practically partner with the presence of God. Mm -hmm. I love conferences and I love you know arenas and I love all this stuff. It's fantastic and we need to have that. Yes. But if we do not have an infrastructure of fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters who are spirit filled and understand how that works in the context of the four walls of the home, then all of that is for nothing. And I believe that this billion soul har- harvest is upon us. I believe that stadium revivals are upon us, but in order for that to be sustained, there must be an infrastructure that looks like family and it looks like consistency. Uh, because the, the reality is, um, it's, it's like two to three percent of people are going to be platform ministers in a five-fold capacity in the traditional sense that we've been um, shown and, and have experienced. However, the Lord is raising up an entire company, a company of prophets, apostles, evangelists, pastors, teachers, all of the fivefold, but they're not going to be relegated to the church mountain. The church mountain is important. It is necessary. God is not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. However, there is a shift in emphasis, and, uh, of emphasis and focus where that is actually not the primary focus of the Lord, and that's going to be very challenging for people who have built their kingdom understanding around a ministry or a traditional, it must be done this way. I'm not anti those things. I love those things. And I've ministered in many, many churches across the globe, and so have you. However, that is not the the cutting edge thing the Lord is doing right now. There are many businesses. There are a lot of entrepreneurial apostolic models that the Lord is raising up. There's a shift from non-profit to for-profit that God is on right now, and it's the way that we're actually going to be able to disciple nations. So you're like, Justin, what does that have to do with your family and moving and all of that? The Lord gave us the model uh, in the old covenant of Obed-Edom. Obed-Edom was a guy who just happened to be along the trail as the ark was coming through, and the passage basically goes on to say that, that the ark was like Obed-Edom allowed the ark to, to be kept in his house for a period of time. And then it says, and everything he touched was blessed. So the Lord raised the question. He said, Justin, what if you just allowed the glory to rest in your home for a period of time? What would that look like? What would it look like if you stewarded the glory of God just in your house? If you were just a husband, if you were just a father and you stewarded my glory, what would it look like for everything to be blessed? And it really messed with my paradigm. It's actually something, Andrew, probably about three years ago. And I can't, I normally move on. I can't get this out of my system. And it's, I feel like it's in my bones. And we are seeing, we've, we've been seeing the Lord begin to do things. And I thought, you know, to step away from some of these ministry paradigms, it, it's, it's like, why would you do it? It's like throwing the game. But we felt the Lord saying, hey, if you'll give me this, I'm going to show you a different way. You know, and I wouldn't even say it's a better way, but it's it's maybe it's the way that he has for us. And as we've done that, the Lord is swinging open doors of influence. I've Since uh, COVID has happened, I've reached more people from my office, not leaving my house. I've seen more salvations. I've seen more healings. I've preached the gospel to more people uh, uh, by way of, of web services than I have in the whole of my career, which is insane. Uh, but the Lord's saying, I will, if you'll give me your best efforts, I'll give you something better. And I think it just... Hinges on you know simple obedience and not having to have it figured out. But the family element's real, um, and it's it's cracking open. Uh, you know, creation is groaning for the revelation of sons and daughters of God. What does that mean? We have a healthy relationship with our father. We don't have baggage, um, and anybody anywhere is looking for
1: somebody like that. Yeah, I think for us it's definitely been a transition. Um, Into the business world because God's actually giving us more freedom to say, okay, I want you to be entrepreneurial and and go out there and allow your business to make the money so you can just minister out of an overflow and you're not having to beg, borrow and steal and and do all of these things to make sure you can make ends meet. But it's like, no, I want you to be blessed in a totally different way so that you can be a blessing. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think there's been a huge transition to business, uh, business minded in the kingdom Yeah. right now.
2: And it's one of the things. So when people hear this, this will be the first time many people have heard this. So they, mm-hmm. they have no contact. We've been praying into this, for a long time mm-hmm. and as part of the thing the lord said i want you to be quiet about this and silent and there's something about ministry unto the lord and everybody doesn't have to know about it that will get uh what he's what's what, what he what is done in the secret will be rewarded in the open and i actually believe that the keys to nations, that the keys to Forbes um, businesses, that the keys to government mm-hmm. um, entertainment are actually being awarded to those who will pursue the Lord in the secret and the quiet place. And um, it's, 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 a, it's amazing because when the Lord transitions you, oftentimes you're like, well, I would have somehow thought this would be the case. I never, ever uses you where you're qualified. He wants to take you outside of that space so he can utilize you in, in a way that's different, but, and the lord is tailor-making your destiny is tailored to fit only you Mm -hmm. Um, you cannot fit into somebody else's armor you can't fit into somebody else's clothes and it's not a dishonor to to acknowledge that like you can you can be who you are and god's okay with it Mm -hmm. and healthy leaders will reinforce that i have amazing leaders in my life and even through this transition process that we're in it has been so healing to my heart because in other seasons i haven't had good fathers and mothers around me and transition is harder it's doable, but it's harder. Right. So uh, God is so gracious in the process mm-hmm. to help you grow into what you don't know. Because we're honest, we don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: we like to act super confident, but but we don't know what's going on. But we do know the tone of his voice. And we know that if we listen to that, it's going to work out.
0: Mm-hmm. So we just have a few more minutes. And so I want you to say to all of those who will hear this, you know, uh, what should they be looking for right now what, what would you what would you tell them to uh, to be avoiding what would you tell them to get get on you know like get going on cuz like we said when we first started you and i agree that we're in a kairos moment yes. there is something going on in the spirit right now and it will be it might look a little bit different for all of us but i think it's a transitional time and we need to seize that moment so talk to the people who are listening just prophesy to the people who are listening right now and tell them what you're hearing in the spirit, what you see, what you would advise and counsel them right now.
1: Yeah. I think right now, um, is the time to have eyes to see. There's so many opportunities for you to, uh, prosper in this time. Uh, I think people are, if you actually have eyes to see and open, um, Door in front of you that it may not be what you've been doing, but if you will step out in faith and do that, um, I think it, it would be a huge blessing. Um, I feel like, um, I'm trying to think of the word, I don't know, maybe you go and okay, and then yeah, I'll come so up. We'll, just,
2: we'll just piggyback. <laughs> Like, we're talking about windows we're talking yeah. about opportunity and they don't stay open forever you can miss the blessing of god yeah. you do not need to let the grass grow under your feet in this season you don't need to hesitate you don't need to be slothful in this season you need to have your hands ready to do the work of the lord and oftentimes when you've been in a long season and, and so many times people like Talk about the wilderness or the desert, like way too much. Like there are wildernesses and there are deserts, and you need to figure out how to do them. But there's a lot more pertaining to blessing and stewardship in the kingdom than there is wilderness and desert. So when you've been in a a long season of wilderness and desert, the season shifts quick, and you get conditioned for the forever wait. And many people miss that moment because they've become so accustomed to eating manna and chasing quail down in the in the wilderness. And that's not the blessing of God. When you deal with you then the Lord can move you into blessing. And I really believe the Lord has been dealing with uh, the, the you in you. He's been dealing with the, the elements of the flesh and, and these things that needed to die. That's why he takes them out in the wilderness to die. And then he wants to bring you in and you're not gonna be lacking anything. So I really believe there's elements of faith that it looks like the whole you look at revival history when the whole world's looking bad the people of god are doing all right when there's darkness across the land there's always light in goshen and there's always provision for the people of god mm-hmm. but i really believe we've talked about this wealth transfer for a very long time yet the church remains broke in so many regards and i believe it's because they lack faith in finances they lack a kingdom understanding of wealth and i believe that the lord is aiming to crucify a poverty spirit on the church of the living god in this hour because what is needed right now in this hour it's already happening the wealth transfer is upon us but if you come in uh, like uh, with a slave mentality you won't be trusted with the wealth that God has stored up the Bible actually says he takes the wealth of the wicked and he stores it up for the righteous I mean God is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords if you have trouble with blessing you're gonna have trouble with the season or you will be underutilized because of your ignorance and I would say repent of any thinking pertaining to finance investments and God's heart to prosper you. Because if you have a poverty spirit, you will not enter the kingdom in that regard. I'm just, it will be a thing that's lagging for you. And I, I believe that there's a window of time to tell you, and it's not forever. Like, I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but like, I feel like it's not going to make it past the fall. Yeah. I feel like there's significant entrepreneurial decisions, there's yeah. some significant release of finances, resources, and wealth mm-hmm. that will be happening. Like, like,
1: and like those random thoughts that you have when you're washing the dishes or mowing the yard, like, Oh, wouldn't this be a good idea? Mm-hmm. Like, really look into those.
2: Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> a thousand percent. And it sounds weird because it's going to sound like we're just talking about finances and resources but that's the heart of the Lord. And if you can't, you know, maybe he's not talking about prophecy. Maybe he's not talking about intercession. Maybe he's actually, you've passed those tests. Maybe he wants you to learn another one. So it doesn't matter what he's not saying. It matters what he is saying. And and right now that's one of the things he's been speaking to us. And it's a lot uh, easier to disciple nations. And it's a lot easier to operate in the courts of kings. And it's a lot easier to move with uh, the, um, the influencers in the earth when you understand um, how to carry yourself in the courts of a king. Yeah,
0: yeah I think that uh, when you have a poverty spirit, what I know about the poverty spirit uh, from, from experience and those who have, I have walked with in, in other times, is that those who have a poverty spirit um, will often make decisions based on what they could lose not yeah. based on what could be gained, oh, right? And so that anxiety that comes from worrying about what could be lost, mm-hmm. um, and you started with this, Amanda. You said that yeah. you had to hold them loosely, and you yeah. had to see that there would be much more to lose if you didn't make the jump so, than than if you you know than if you protected what you had in that time. They become like hoarders of what they have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of holding it loosely. And then and and then they will miss that Kairos moment. A poverty spirit will keep you from seizing the Kairos moment and moving ahead. Because oftentimes God won't tell you everything. You know, no. you're going to have to take the risk. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to have to just trust him and make that leap of faith. So yeah. I think this is a really good place to... To end and ask you, would you please pray for us regarding a poverty spirit and would you pray for us regarding transition in this time?
2: Yeah. So, Lord, we just thank you um, right now um, that what you have for us that we can't even imagine, we can't even perceive, that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, what you have in store. And we just say, uh, Father, would you by your grace, and by your spirit remove any lie any seed of disbelief unbelief or opposition Uh, to the blessing which is connected to your nature, which is connected to your goodness over the people that are watching and listening. And I even speak over those that are believing lies about their businesses, uh, that some of you are business owners and you've been believing a lie and it's actually a blockade to blessing in your life. I see the Lord identifying things. This is a season of quick repentance where the Lord will identify things that you believe and say, hey, just give that to me. Stop holding that close to your chest. You're not going to figure it out on your own. Just give it to me. And I thank you, Lord, that you doing. Doing that. And I pray for uh, contractual favor um, over families and over people. And I thank you for uh, even, Lord, as as there is a transition in the natural, uh, even with estates and even with family members going to be with you that there are wealth that there's wealth and there's resources being entrusted but i pray that you would give them wisdom and understanding of how to invest and see a radical return Mm -hmm. but we pray for what amanda was even mentioning with witty inventions uh, that are being released we we pray for uh, copyrights uh, to be taken uh, to to be secured in this hour uh, trademarks to be secured in this hour lord and even those things that that we thank you that what the blessing of the Lord does not come with a yoke, and it does not come with a heavy burden, that it just comes in rest. So we thank you that even as these people rest
1: mm-hmm. in
2: your promises, that the provision manifests. And we just bless yeah. what you're already doing in the name of Jesus.
1: Yeah. Amen. Yeah, Father, we just ask for grace right now on anyone in transition. Father, grace to end well and to start fresh. Yeah, um, and And that you would just... So pour out your oil on this transition and make it so smooth Um, in the midst of the chaos of the season, in the midst of the chaos of everything that's going on around us in the world, Father, that your people would hear your voice and they would follow after you, Father, that they would get in the quiet place with you so that they would know you And be able to hear that still small voice that's saying, nope, now it's time to turn left. Now it's time to turn right. And I need you to move forward and I need you to not be afraid to stand, uh, stand close to me and, and, and follow really close without having a huge tractor beam in front of you to see very far. Um, but father, I just thank you that with every step that you, you have us, you have us in in your hand, you have it provision for us at just the right time there's no need to to fear lack there's no need to fear um what you're losing father that there's only more to gain with you that you have a hope and a future for us father and so we just i thank you for everyone that's in transition right now i thank you for for increased capacity uh and and growth in this season that it, it's not a time to shrink back but it's a time to step out and move forward in your calling and in your destiny in the name of jesus
0: Thanks. Amen. amen well thank you guys for yeah. being on my podcast and i just want to tell you that i am so proud of you I'm so proud of how you have handled yourselves. I'm so proud of the decisions that you've made. And I know that there's so much more ahead. You know, I've recently heard the Lord say that he's restoring the family altar. And and I know that you guys are leading the way in that kind of thing among your peers and in this territory that he has set you in. And Justin, you're gonna be known as a father to fathers very shortly, even though you are a young man, but it's gonna happen very quickly. I feel like there are some new connections that are going to be made and God's going to supplement your income in ways that are a surprise to you and um, he's bringing you some vital resources that you've been asking for and looking for and they're going to come in unexpected ways through unexpected people and I even feel like pretty soon coming to your house are going to be musicians who have uh, who have brands and names that are known in the nation And but they're going to find a safe place to come to your home and worship and you're going to see really the manifest glory of God in your own living room and I feel like your children are going to raise up rise up and begin to preach the gospel and prophesy even at this young age and you should look for it to begin to happen even before the end of the year and so I just want you to know that God is so pleased with the way that you have handled this and your and the way that you are walking in this season and there's so much more ahead and I am so proud of you. And I'm so glad to know you. And Amanda, you have really grown since I last saw you. There is just a glow on you like a pregnant woman. Are you having another baby? <laughs> no, because <laughs> no. there is a glow on you like a pregnant woman. And and I'm not thinking it's really a natural child, although it could be, but I but I feel like there's something coming to birth in your life that is brand new that has to do with ministry. You're moving in business, but it has to do with ministry. And there's some coaching and some life coaching that you're going to be doing with some younger women and um, and that it's a really important season for you to pour into younger women because you have uh, you have a wisdom that is beyond your age and experience so I just want to bless you with that and I just love you guys so much and I can't wait to see you again sometime like in person So be blessed and thank you for joining me. And thank you everyone for joining me for this episode of the Move Forward podcast. And we'll see you next time for another guest or a next message that's coming up shortly. So God bless you and thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening to the Move Forward podcast. We'd love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and rate this podcast, then share it with a friend. Subscribing gets you every new episode automatically downloaded to your device. For more information and resources from Kim, visit our website at KimMoss.com.